Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show this is a podcast on the pod fix network Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 141. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. And I'm your host, not Super Movie Brother Jay, Jay <laughs> but Dave's wife, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to uh, say goodbye to Jay for this week. I, oh, it's just a week. Oh, yeah. I was under the impression. No, oh. it's just this week. But I... He did. He was super shady about why he's not here, and I'll have to catch up with him next week about why. Because I was yeah. like, I was like, hey man, you know, for next week, I, I'm thinking we do this, we do that, we do this, and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be there next week, and I'm like, why? He goes, oh, just, you know, too much stuff to do. By the way, happy birthday, Jay! <laughs> it is Jay's it is birthday. Jay's birthday. Happy birthday, man! Woo. But yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Why isn't he coming? And then you're like, something with the girlfriend. I'm like, an entire week though. An entire like week, he yeah. can't do anything. He's been dating this chick for what? Month? I don't know. That's kind of like spoilers because I haven't gotten Jay in the uh, in the hot seat for a Patreon episode for him to talk about this relationship. So we've been keeping it away from the listeners. But you just let the cat out of the bag. So he's not dating anyone. I don't know anything (laughs) about anyone. You're like the you're like that person who watches the Avengers Uh, Endgame trailer and ruins everything. He okay. I am just a guest tonight. He did not give me any rules. He didn't tell me what I can't talk about. If this was girl and girl, it'd be like, listen, don't tell this. We're not going to talk about this because we're going to be around this person. We can't talk. So you're doing it all wrong. This, not my fault. This show would be far more popular if it was girl on girl. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I meant. Jesus, leave it. All right. So what were we up to this week? It's been one week since you looked at me. Now, this is kind of different because normally I tell Jay what I was up to. He tells me what he was up to, and then I kind of make fun of him for what he did. But we did the same thing. We did. Because we do everything together. Not really. For the most part, other than work. Everything we do is pretty much together. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because we're married, and that's kind of how that well, shit Apparently, works. we don't watch This Is Us anymore together, so. <laughs> no, because I did change our recording night because Jeez. Monday nights are just too rough for me. I can't record on Monday nights because I'm waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, driving the kid out to East Jabumble, fuck Pennsylvania, dropping her off, and then driving back, working all day, and then coming home, and then I would immediately have to start doing show notes, telling Jay what to do and what to say, and... <laughs> 
it's just too much work. But don't was, worry, Logan. Daddy loves you. Daddy, well, that's that's why that's why Logan takes precedent over the show, right. and, uh, and so I'm making sure that I get her to school on time. So there you go, Jay. You have been kicked down the list. Of- oh, he was usurped years ago by you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> but what what did we do this week? Where, where did we go? What did we do? What happened for us this week? Hmm. Let me think. Oh, that's right. We were celebrating our anniversary, our second anniversary. Second anniversary. Wedding anniversary was March 10th. We couldn't celebrate March 10th because we had Logan and we didn't want to give her up so right. that we can do stuff. We, right. you know, we only get every other weekend with her, sometimes more throughout the months, depending on what's going on. So normally when we have Logan, we're not making plans unless Logan is part of our plan. It's usually about Logan, like if we go somewhere. That is an agreement we've usually, I even say, because I know sometimes you're like, let's just go sneak out to a movie maybe, or go do this for a couple of minutes. I don't like to do it. I want to make sure she gets all her daddy time, all her Lauren time, because I am the best stepmom ever. So... I don't like to do stuff. You're the best when she's five. When she's 16, you're going to be a she's horrible gonna, thunder cunt. Like, she's going to hate you. <laughs> that, or I could always be best best uh, friend, stepmom, and I hate my goddamn parents. Ever think about that? It's true. Well, so anyway, the anyway. way we celebrated was we went to Baltimore, which is kind of like, it wasn't our first date, but we went to Baltimore. As our first trip together. It was like our first trip together. Right. So I was like, oh, let's go to Baltimore again. Boy, was this trip different. It was. <laughs> so the first time we went, we got epically wrecked like the 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 night that we were there and we were Uh, also there during the weekday during the weekday right so so uh we were getting served a whole lot faster and then we had to walk like like two miles back to our hotel and you gave up like halfway and you sat by the harbor and i had to sit by the harbor with you and it was like 32 degrees we're sitting by salt water it's fucking freezing and i'm not feeling a thing so just so your listeners are aware when i get drunk and I don't want to do something anymore, I will give up. I will stop. Normally, it's walking. I will stop, and I will sit there. And lucky for me, I have Dave, who is willing to not leave me behind. Yeah. And I also have wonderful friends I'll threaten who have to leave never you. left me behind. Yeah, I threaten to leave you behind, but I never do. Uh, so anyway, that ended with with eventually me having a nosebleed in the shower, then passing out drunk and naked on the Was on that the when I threw phone. up on the way home? Like we were almost yes. home and I'm like, pull over. No, it's- no, no. That was New York. That was coming back from Duty and Mon in New York. We had to pull over on New Jersey hmm. Turnpike and you had to throw up. Oh, I'm thinking <laughs> about uh, getting off of Route 13 or no. I'm sorry, getting off of 95 into bristol and we had the no, pull over no that mm. was uh could have been a, a different time that was a different night that was the night you made out with gina <laughs> don't say that Nothing happened. <laughs> anyway, so this time we go down. Well, the reason we went down, not only was it our anniversary, but it was also St. Patrick's Day. And they just right. opened a Guinness brewery down there. So much fun. So it's the Guinness Open Gate Brewery in, in uh, Maryland. So we went down there for, for the Saturday celebration for for St. Patrick's Day. But we had a whole night before that to go out. Right. And we went out. And we didn't get epically wrecked, but we got toasty. We got pretty toasty. I was hungover. And you it was were hungover. Awful. And then we go to we go to Guinness the next day, and that was 
it was weird because it wasn't a blast at first, right? We're just kind of right. like milling around, getting a feel for it. Then we start playing Jenga, and that's just that's like our icebreaker. Anytime we go anywhere, right. if there's if there's like yard Jenga, like those just big wooden blocks, we always play. And uh, that was that, that 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 place was a lot of fun. And I got to say, having Guinness straight from the tap at a brewery that it it's brewed good. at is hands down the only way that you can really truly and, enjoy Guinness. And I personally, other than having their stout, obviously their, you know, world known stout, I've never had any other Guinness except the one time at the bar where they mixed the stout Guinness with like a cider. A black and tan. Right, right, right. Exactly. So I've never really had any other ying or I'm sorry, you said black and tan, I'm thinking yingling. Sorry, much better Guinness. I've never had a, any other Guinness before, and right. I was drinking their blonde that they had, which was really good. Right, which is something that they brew right. that, that's kind of new because they kind of brew it there at the right. Open Gate Brewery. And then they, they have, like, you you don't get this in stores a lot because I, I, I get the feeling like they're, they're limited releases, seasonal releases. Right. They have, like, three IPAs that they make, right. and all of them were really good, yeah. especially, the, like, the, the, the one that I got, like, a tall glass of was fantastic. Uh, man, they're just true craftsmen. Like, that's just what it comes down they to. Really true are. Um, and then, of course, we got pictures with with all their mascots with a seal that's balancing. The, when he the says draft we, he means me. he. Yeah, me. Because he really <laughs> wanted to take pictures with statues of crabs and seals drinking beer. But my favorite part of of the weekend, and this is something that me and you do because we we're actually a couple that hangs out a lot, talks a lot. So we already know that's everything what happens right. when you live together. We already know everything about each other, so it's not like we're going to go to the bar and find out new things about right, each other right. like so we always just play a game where we just look around at other people at the bar and we just start figuring out what's their situation right, right, like right. what's going on here right <laughs> and, and i almost lost my biscuits at that one bar <laughs> which one the one the first bar the we one went with the very proactive fem- feminist yes women the two girls Blech. that we couldn't figure out whether they were lesbians who were together or whether they were two girls trolling for dick and then the one girl like she casually like lifts up her arm but super not casually like totally on purpose like i want you to see this and shows like the chewbacca that lives under oh, her armpit god <laughs> and it's just Listen, hair there. ladies i am all for girl power woman power great no big fucking deal but please shave your armpits you know there was a study recently that there has been less crabs from people because everyone's shaving now yeah so there's been less, you know, income with freaking people showing up with crabs. Fair enough. <laughs> but that's how you get crabs, people. And I'm sorry. As much as you shampoo underneath your disgusting hair arms, it's going to smell the second you sweat. Because yeah. your sweat isn't dripping off. Well, some of it's dripping off your long You smell like arm. a man. I mean, you're just going to smell like a man. Oh, disgusting. The second I saw that girl, I was like, and then from there on out, every I can smell her from across the bar. Ugh. But we don't, in the end, we didn't think that they were gay because they were totally trolling for dick with those, with those oh, three yeah, guys absolutely. that they were talking with, which was super weird. And then there was like the, the sad group of girls in the back left-hand corner where like the one girl, like she was super try hard with like every yeah, guy. with every guy. To, she was trying to find the one that would finally stick. Yeah. 
and then like stick it in her is what is more yeah. like it. Uh, so and like her body language was she, like you know she's she has this drink in her hand she's nursing the drink but the straw is always in and around her mouth yeah. and like she was always making sure like while she was like not that talking that like the straw watching her play right, with her straw is like right. very phallic in her mouth right, and I right. was just like you are subconsciously setting up all the right signals and either they're too dumb to realize that you're a sure thing or they know something that we don't about you and it might be crabs they would it might be you never know i don't know if they're alaskan king but they feel huge but none of the guys unfortunately it didn't seem like any of the guys were really stuck one no. guy i know she cornered him for a little bit and yeah. then he finally found an out maybe she looked down for a second and he was like we never got the end of that story we ended up we just leaving did. we left yeah <laughs> but uh yeah the the best part my favorite part of our of our little weekend together uh, in baltimore not only do i just love that city that's like I, other than like going down to Philly and stuff like that, like that's hands down like my favorite city to visit. Right. I think um, there's just so much to do around that Inner Harbor area, and there's just some great bars and great food. But let's both admit it's better without all those people. It's better without those people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also stay in the Inner Harbor area if you travel too far. Super high murder rate, like really high. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> good shady uh, if you turn the wrong corner. We went to to Roy's Hawaiian Fusion, and we had this we had this plan because it was Saturday night we were gonna go we were gonna we were gonna eat dinner and then we were going to go and hit the bars again we were literally walking around the harbor after we were trying to find the bar right and we're like oh we gotta hit this spot we're hit this spot dave's like really excited i am and i'm just i'm playing it cool yep yep Mm -hmm. so at dinner like i'm just you still hung over i'm watching your face and i was just like after we finished eating dinner i was just like you don't want to go anywhere do you (laughs) no no that's not what happened everyone nope not what happened dave was like i don't want to go out and i'm like no listen i really don't want to go out either but i'm going to stick with it if you want to you want to hit a bar or two i will stick with yeah it. but you're gonna be miserable that's why i was like okay people no this was a different story on saturday night he nah. is making me out to be like oh god she didn't want to go out no hair of the dog cured me on saturday once we went to guinness i started drinking I was, everyone. Fi- I was fine i didn't have different a different story anymore. on saturday night but you know we had a fantastic dinner and oh my gosh food was so really good, good. Um, and I had eaten a lot, so I was like, "All right, I, I if I drink, it's going to be a struggle at least just to put the alcohol in my stomach because right. the stomach is there. Th- there's no more room in this inn. You know, go have your baby Jesus somewhere else." So I was just like, "All right, well, we can just go back to the hotel room." And you jumped on that, like you were just like, "Yes, <laughs> immediately." <laughs> People, em- it was a late dinner too. Emphatically, we had a really late dinner. Y- yes, let's go. So we 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 do go back to the hotel, but we did have some fun in Anthropology which is like this super like uh, high yes. end store yep. and we played the prices right we sure did <laughs> maybe you picked out different objects to figure out what the price was turns out home decor super affordable clothes not so super much. not affordable and the uglier the outfit the more expensive the more expensive That's right. it is except for that one jacket that was a really nice jacket it was a nice jacket if you said you wanted that i would have been like fine pull it from the savings <laughs> 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 but yeah, $180 jacket that looked like it it wouldn't even hold up in like the lightest of breeze. <laughs> no, well, that's the that's the one thing when you pay that much money for those clothes, they will last you. That's why someone like us who shops at Kohl's, we shop at Kohl's almost every other summer because Kohl's Target, whatever. You know. Yeah, because <laughs> the clothes eventually will fall apart. Not knocking Kohl's, not knocking Target. 
Love them both. Yeah. So, and then we we drove home. We got our doggies back, and and that's that that was our little weekend adventure that yeah, we and got to have. Remember, we were driving home, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we just crossed into Pennsylvania. Yeah, I just, just want to see my puppies. I want to hold them because I didn't get to say goodbye to them. Dave packed them up and let you know had them away before I even got home Friday night, and I was so excited. And Dave goes. Whatever you want to leave them there for a couple more hours, and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, because you're an awful person. I was trying to have a little sex, but you know, you were gonna, you were gonna have the dogs to take care of. You were gonna be all about that, but whatever. whatever. We spent the entire weekend together. <laughs> Let me see my dogs. <laughs> all Jesus. right, let's head over and let's find out what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? She's trying to watch some illegal channels. Always watching. No, 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 go past this, past this part. In fact, never play this again. Even though we spent most of the time together, I still ended up watching different things than you watched, which is nice. We have different right. things to talk about. So uh, what were you up to watching this week? What did you get around to seeing? So I was able to finally watch Christopher Robin since it's now on Netflix. And I liked it. Or the trash version of Winnie the Pooh, as Logan was telling me when I wanted to put it on. What? Oh, she doesn't like the way Winnie the Pooh looks. Oh. She has a very specific way that Winnie the Pooh looks in her head, and this this disgusting ragdoll creature. Up. So in the beginning, yes, he <laughs> looks a little raggedy because he's still young. He's not quite developed yet. He does get just clean hear and me out. yellow. In Logan's mind, the picture that they had up on Netflix when I highlighted it, it like the palette was all brown. Pooh was brown. Tigger was brown. Right, right, the right. ground was brown. Everything was very brown. No, he... So so Logan thought that Winnie the Pooh looked like trash, and that's Aww. what she told me. She could, she, oh, and I was no. like, I was like, like trash poo, and she's like, yeah, trash poo. Oh no, <laughs> no, he does get yellow, and he gets his little red shirt, and he's adorable, and he carries around his little red balloon. It's it's adorable. And you you really enjoyed it. Because Jay watched it and talked about it last week, and he didn't really right. enjoy and it. Right, and what you told me when you mentioned Jay watch it, because again, he doesn't give me any insight on what I should be watching, or, hey, spoiler alert, don't watch this, because everyone heard Jay talk about it already. But you mentioned Jay said he compared it to Paddington, and because he watched Paddington, he can't watch this because to be Paddington fair, was so good. Jay's never that eloquent. I compared it to Paddington and Jay agreed. And that's how I tried to end the conversation because he was going oh, nowhere with his discussion. <laughs> I see. Because my argument was that's me saying I don't like Captain Marvel, which I did because I like Wonder Woman right. so much. Now, the the, the argument for, for this movie is that the, the characters that existed in the Hundred Acre Woods right. have always been imaginary, and you're always supposed to be seeing them through the eyes of basically like a child, and that's his imagination that is creating these characters. And I'm hearing that this kind of is like, nope, they are 100%. They are 100% real, because okay. other than Christopher Robin in his... So Ewan McGregor's not having a midlife crisis. No, he's... <laughs> He is. Right, he's <laughs> he is having a midlife crisis. Well, he's stuck because he was forced to grow up at a much younger age than what you're supposed to do. He was sent off to boarding school, like what they do in England. They send their kids off to boarding school. Hogwarts, yeah. He right, exactly. <laughs> he loses. There's a death in the family, so now he's forced to grow up a little bit faster, help take care of the family, pick up the slack, um, and then he gets married. Goes off to well, goes off to college, gets married. Then he's shipped off to war. He comes home. His wife, you know, has their two-year-old daughter there. So he was forced to kind of forget about his friends. So now I have to get a job. And, right now, you know, and then all the all the meanwhile, Pooh and the gang are rotting oh, away in no, the hundred-acre woods. No, that's not what's happening. 
But what's happening is Pooh Bear comes almost every day, sometimes with Piglet, and he's just looking at the tree where Christopher Robin used to come in. It is terribly sad. It is so sad. And I was so upset. I miss Christopher Robin, but I miss Honey more. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Honey is a big, obviously a big thing in it. But eventually, so Christopher Robin meets up with Pooh Bear, which is, I'm just chalking it up to the disney magic because suddenly this tree that is normally in christopher robin's cottage where he grew up suddenly it's in his home in london and it becomes a portal to the hundred acre woods and it's the only time it's used okay there's no really real explanation except you know well we don't have to spoil for everybody but it's you you enjoyed it and you like you like winnie the pooh your eeyore's your favorite character so i have him tattooed on you have him tattooed on you i sleep with him every night and he had a big part in the movie there's a good scene a couple scenes with him and christopher robin trying to find the other friends oh my gosh Loved it. I played a game with people at work to to say like uh you know like what cartoon character do you think you are versus what cartoon character everyone else would describe right. you as. And like I was talking to this one guy and he goes, oh, I'm I'm totally a Bugs Bunny. I'm a big crack up. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking Eeyore. Oh no! <laughs> and he got like so upset. And he's like, I don't still understand. I was like, I, I just feel like you're your own worst enemy. Like all but the time. But <laughs> is he a adorable blue donkey who looks sad, but you just want to cuddle him? Middle aged man. You know, no, okay. Midlife crisis. Yeah, you're probably right. Has has been long going on. <laughs> so, it's, oh, bother! <laughs> so you are saying that people should check it out on Netflix? Yeah, if you haven't, check it out. It's, I it's practically free. It's yeah, it's a good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it. All right, I, I've gotten a bad review from Jay. A good review from you. I think it's worth. I think it's worth it for me to check it yeah, out. Yeah, you would like it. What else did you watch this week? I binged Queer Eye season three on Netflix. Love them. Yeah. I originally wanted to watch Queer Eye because I was like, I, I'm someone who cares about myselfish. Like, I, I care about myself, like, a little bit. So, I always like watching it because they have, like, actually really good tips for, for they guys do. about, and like, grooming, about have... how to dress yourself and stuff. So Right. And even if you're not going to one of... And, I mean, one episode, they were going to H&M. It's right. not a high-end store. No. But you can find clothes that are affordable and they show you how to wear them and what what i like is most of the guys they're helping are short and chubby and round Yeah, there's a lot of them this season and then so it's like i could i can kind of watch that and be like that's how i can dress because i'm short chubby round hairy disgusting and a lot of times when they dress them especially when it comes to their their certain certain shirts and layer and you're like i already do that i'm like Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Who needs a Fab Five? A lot of those things, like where it's like, oh, grooming. And it's like, oh, I, I cut my hair pretty religiously, like, right, almost right. like every two weeks. Right. I trim my beard. Like I keep my ears clean. <laughs> like, right, right. I exactly. know how to shampoo and like keep dandruff out. And uh, yeah, oh, so I'm like, most, like watching it. I was like, wow. So like where I thought I was like the low bar, where it's like I am just a disgusting human being. Oh, God. I watched this show and I was just like, I get raised like eight octaves. So I'm just yeah. like, this is so Glad nice. it makes you feel better. <laughs> it does. But this is the, the misery one, of others. <laughs> this is the one show I cry at every single episode and it doesn't involve animals. It's all people. And dudes' wives are dying of cancer oh and babies are being born and dudes are immature, man children not ready for <laughs> it and like all this stuff. Or some of them were just social pariahs who just never no, got along with people. Yeah, it's just like their stories from not only the Fab Five, but the people that, you know, that they're going to make over. Some of the stories are so awful, so sad, or even, you know, so happy. 
you're crying for them. And I love it. Jonathan is my spirit animal. I know he's your least favorite, but he's my spirit. He's not my least favorite. I I do love him. He is just the most loud and in your face individual. That's why I love him so much. (laughs) And like, uh, it took me three seasons, I guess, with you watching it around me to be like, oh God, that man's wearing high heels. Like just casually, like he's wearing high heels, except when he's cutting hair because he needs, he needs. No, he was totally in heels cutting hair at some, in some of the episodes. All right, so is that it? Is that what you watched this week? Yep, that's what I watched. All right, we continued our binge of uh, Game of Thrones. We're, right. we're we're finally through season one. It took us almost like a week and a half, which is rare for us. Usually, we just I know get usually moving, we're, like, we're really better quick. at this, but we went to bought tomorrow and you yeah. know was social. We really got to step it up with that. So uh, we will obviously be following back up with Game of Thrones stuff when we have that big episode where we review Game of Thrones beers and make Game of Thrones cocktails. Uh, but I did get around to watching a new show that was on Netflix. I watched Love, Death, and Robots. And this is an anthology series. Uh, different animators. Uh, they they Each one is a different story. Some of them are up to like, I think the highest one was like 19 minutes maybe, like almost like 20 oh, minutes. Oh, I don't think I saw any of those but 19 or 20 minutes. the majority of them are in in like the 10 right, minute range. Right. And uh, they they do have some 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 stars behind it uh, voice wise, but the the main thing to take away from it is the creators are David Fincher and Tim Miller. Those are the two minds that put that 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 came together to create this. Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool one, and then also obviously David Fincher, the great David Fincher, uh, Fight Club. You know, just just name because I knew all of this. So seven. thank you for yeah. so for um, reminding me who these people were. <laughs> I was actually pretty impressed with this show because I did not. Ex- Back to really like it. Right. I love animation. However, like for some reason, I always find something whimsical about like animation that's made for children, but also finds a way to appeal to adults right, and stuff right, right. like that. And with something like Love, Death, and Robots, you know, I I always worry that it's going to to go into a realm that's like too far. You know right, what I mean? Right. And I will say this: it doesn't go too far, really. It's just super comfortable with the animation of the male anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> more so more so with female anatomy, which I, I, I can't complain about because me and Jay have always said that that it's always about tits and ass, but you know, that everyone shies away from a little dong every now and then. So so showing it, you know Yeah, they took it there, man. Yeah, they they totally fucking went there. But there were some standout episodes for me, ones that I really enjoyed, like uh Three Robots, which are like the three robots that are going through post-apocalyptic human world right you made me watch that one just trying to figure it out and i just i just love their innate fear of cats because like the cat starts purring he's like what's it doing he goes "Uh uh-oh i think it might be counting down and (sighs) if it stops purring you're gonna explode it was nice knowing you (laughs) like so like they just don't they just have this lack of understanding of like what we were like it's just like this google search like if you just googled like humankind and like you got like the bullet points of what of what modern humans were like all about that's their knowledge of right right right. and it was really funny to like see human nature from the outside looking in so that one that one really stood out to me another one that really stood out to me was suits and it's just kind of like these people who are farmers but they also protect their farm oh i didn't see that one invading aliens in these giant mech suits and I really really like that one just visually um, I also liked it just because it was like you know big robots blowing up aliens right. and stuff like that and uh, it, it had a, a pretty interesting ending and then one that like I really really liked and I just I just liked 
I just like kind of like the existentialism of it. It was called Beyond the Aquila Rift. And it's kind of about like this ship, the spaceship that goes through a black hole. And it ends up at a space station that it knows it's not supposed to be at. And he starts like unraveling this mystery about how he got there. And I think it's not like a twist ending, but like the ending in itself is just pretty. It's pretty like horrifying, but also like the way it ends, you're like, ah, I mean, I guess that's really the only choice he had. Right. Isn't it? It's like okay. it's it's very macabre. So I really enjoyed that one. I mean, other than that, there there, there wasn't very many other ones that I can point to and say like, God, I, I really loved that one. Good Hunting right. was pretty okay. Fish Night was one you watched with me. That was the desert one where the guy just starts swimming. Oh, in the yeah, de- yeah. And you were just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, they're not explaining it. It's not good. Uh, Ice Age with, with Topher Grace. I like and, that one. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You did like it? <laughs> I did like it. I, I thought I, it was I didn't. It was cute. And then it just ended, you know? Like, it was that was that. <laughs> definitely homage to to uh twilight zone yes. and stuff like that so I, I liked it for that aspect but i thought it could have been better and then the one that i think just had like the absolute best like visual graphics like if this was a video game i'd be a fucking hundred percent in on it it was called the secret war and it's about uh soviet soldiers who oh, are fighting yeah. like that the rise one was of the really demons. good like the just just the effects in that were amazing and the blood and gore were just fucking on you point didn't like one. the one with the uh chick from orange's new black in her spaceship oh, i did like that one Lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. I yeah, like that one. That was too. Good. It reminded me of stealth a little bit, where it's like the 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 plane has like its own mind. Right, right, right. That. But no, I really did. I really did enjoy that one too. So there's plenty to enjoy there. If you get a stinker one, just wait ten minutes. It'll be over. Yeah, It'll be it's over. over. <laughs> but I, I certainly encourage everyone to check out, you know, Love, Death, and Robots because I'm really enjoying like these type of anthology series that like are existing because of things like The Outer Limits and The Twilight Zone and stuff like right. that. And I can't wait for CBS to bring The Twilight Zone back. We're only like a month away from it coming back. Jordan Peele is behind it, and I can't wait because uh, I didn't like the '80s Twilight Zone so much or the '90s Twilight. Right. Zone. Right, right. But like you've been around where it's like there's nothing on and I'm like Twilight Zone then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just watch Twilight Zone because it's just such good sci-fi. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, I encourage everyone to check that one out. Other than that, what I've been watching is not, it's not really accurate. It's what I've been listening to. Oh, so they have the case of Anand Syed on on HBO. Uh, it is a docu series that is going to follow the case of Anand, of Anand Syed and his conviction for the murder of his girlfriend Ha Min Lee. And uh, she she went missing in February of 1999, and her body was discovered in a shallow grave. Right. Uh, and police kind of followed some loose evidence okay. to him. They ended up gaining a conviction off of the testimony of a friend who aided and abetted Anyan Sayed, and he kind of got locked away. And it, uh, everything that I've... That I, so, I listen to Serial, which is a podcast, and when I, I'm talking about it, like like I just discovered like this new right, thing. Right, right, right. It's been around since 2014. It is one of the most critically acclaimed podcasts that has ever existed. It's also one of the highest downloaded podcasts okay. ever, uh, and it's won probably the most podcast awards that you can possibly win. Okay. So um, I, I went and listened to that again. I remember listening to it back in like 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. but this, I never followed back up with it. Now they have three seasons. I never followed up on season oh, two wow. or three when they're not about the same case they're about oh, different cases okay uh, but i went back and listened to this about the case and it's just kind of like amazing that like someone could be convicted on so little 
evidence. Right. And and that's what it comes down to. Uh, Serial sets out to disprove that Anyan Sayed committed this crime. Okay. And in the end, just kind of does more to cast doubt. But the interesting thing is that because of Serial's popularity, the evidence that was discovered by the investigative journalist who was who was doing that show, it was able to bring evidence to light that would actually get him the chance for an appeal. Isn't it funny how that Right. Always seems to happen with right. these cold cases. And there was an, an enough doubt, at least, was cast and new evidence right. was brought forth from it that it was enough for him to go in front of, in front of a judge again in 2016. Now, um, what the HBO docuseries that I started watching today mm-hmm. was, it, it basically you know, was the following up on Serial. So it does okay. retrace a lot of the tread that, that Serial went through, but it's also bringing to light the new stuff that's been going on with the case. And uh, I'm really, really interested to see where the HBO docuseries goes now because I, you know, did me, you I, finish the, so there's only two episodes available and I watch both episodes. So are it's they good, going to continue it? Two more episodes to go. Oh, so, okay. Um, it's just, it, it's super fascinating. And you know me, I'm really into true crime stuff. Right. And, and I, you know, while I have my degree in forensic psychology and stuff like that, um, a, a lot of what I know about the the judicial system, about the mm-hmm. court system, is that it's fucked up. Like, oh, yeah. The worst thing that can probably happen to you other than one of these crimes being committed against you is for you to be convicted of a crime. Right. Because the police don't don't search for facts. Right. Like they they th- want to find they want to find the find the suspect. The they suspect want to get who did what. And right. once they have their hooks in you, once they know once they have evidence that points to you and it's enough evidence to make an arrest on you, right. which only has to be like 51 percent sure. Right. Like, right. I'm like 51 percent sure that like you're the guy that did it so i have enough to say i could put you in cuffs and we have to find more evidence then then what the police will do from that point on is they build a case around you build a case around you so they will purposely ignore evidence that may exonerate you right to then discover evidence that goes against you and now and it sucks because when they do this whether you come out guilty or even innocent your life is destroyed now if you come out innocent because now people are portraying what was said about you but even even that aside whether whether you know he's whether he did it or not is is not even really like the case now the case now is was there enough evidence in 1999 to convict a 17 year old kid of this murder and he's maintained his innocence since 1999 never once wavered on it even when his story has always always, been the same Well, his story is i can't remember I don't oh, remember. Okay. Because he was arrested three months after the crime happened. I get that. I barely remember so yesterday. So you're 17 years old. Right. And there's a police officer in your face. And he's like, where were you on the night of of, of January 23rd? Right, right, right. And, it's and like, you as a 17-year-old, you're going to remember right. what day was even January 23rd. And the 23rd, way the right. podcast serial actually started off was she went around and asked 17-year-old kids, kids that she knew and, and other kids. And she was like, what What did you do on Friday three weeks ago? Oh, man, I don't know. I just kind of like rode around with my friends. Right, no, right, but right. specifically, like, build me a timeline. I, I don't know. Right. And like you could do that even with an adult. Like, like if God forbid you're accused of a crime and you're asked to account for where oh, your, dude, your whereabouts totally guilty. on a Wednesday night, because <laughs> I'll be like, I don't, I don't know. Like, totally I don't, guilty I, I don't know. Anything. Like, who's my alibi <laughs> other than my wife, which you right. could be my alibi. No one's going to believe you. Of but if you're I'm the one me. who's dead, then I can't be your alibi. Exactly. Because so, you know, that's why they're coming after you. Because you totally, probably, maybe 
No, I wouldn't. Probably kill. not kill me. I wouldn't kill you. No, I'd kill, I'd kill a perfect stranger just to see how it feels. Anyway, <laughs> the thing that's going to get used against me, the one I just said right there. All right. <laughs> this was a joke. <laughs> this was just a joke. Lauren, let's head into our listener questions real quick. <laughs> you could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? It just raises too many questions. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. The answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. All right, so this week's listener question actually came in the form of a caption contest. We were taking pictures of mainly me uh, at Guinness Brewery, and they have all these fantastic like mascots around, and they're like artist renditionings of different mascots who were on their beer bottles. So there's like the toucans that have been on their beer bottles flying overhead. There was you know the giant seal, and then of course my favorite one was the giant crab who was like. Pouring a beer out for his homies, whatever Which he was doing. One drunk girl decided, let me crawl under this guy, and crawl. that just started and like, a whole thing. First off, those statues look super solid. Like, And then when that girl was like putting all of her body weight on it, was it like, her, like the arm was like <laughs> dipping, and I'm like, oh, God, that thing's this hollow. This is how the it's just crab gonna, dies. This is how the crab dies. And I was like, most crabs survive losing a limb, and it just grows back, but not that crab. Uh-uh. An artist has to be brought in to fix yeah. that crab. But anyway, there was a picture of the seal, and he's kind of balancing again his draft on his nose. And I just like took this picture where I'm like, I'm kind of like just grabbing the draft, and I'm just kind of like screaming into the air because most right. most pictures that I'm hamming it up for, I scream into right. the air. Uh, <laughs> not 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 in reality. Like no one hears me scream. It's just the face I make. <laughs> so I put it up for a caption contest, and the winner of this caption contest is going to get one of our numerous digital movie download codes that we've had sitting in the loot chest for like ever and uh, I just got to get rid of them so this is these are like little easy ways to get rid of them so some of these captions are funny some of them are risque other ones are a little bit deep thinkers so I may have to explain some of them to you but uh, the first one comes from a face mainly your mother could love and he has three that he actually put up for and and since not that many people responded I'm going to go ahead and just give him three chances okay so he says the family secret is now yours so obviously the seal is is giving me giving you the family secret to Guinness right and then the other one is and I will always love you because obviously you are super excited about that beer and (laughs) I see it in that picture I I think it's more of like the connection me and the seal are having over that beer no I think it's the beer (laughs) like the seal's lifting it up to you and then the third one is we're going to the puzzle place (laughs) (laughs) all right Paul from the countdown pod uh, he says now this is like a kiss from a rose Which you had to explain that one to I, me. So, "Kiss from a Rose" <laughs> was a song that was sold by the popular R&B singer Seal. That was part of the Batman Forever soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> I guess I might know that song if I hear it. You you definitely would. Then another guy said, I've been to that place. It's awesome. <laughs> so 
Obviously, good caption. Not, not, not a caption, but I did send him a picture of the crab, and he goes, whoa, there wasn't a giant crab when I was there. That's Ooh, awesome. <laughs> got to Total see the jealous. Crab. All right. Take two podcast said, and then he put a gif of Rafiki holding little Simba right. up. <laughs> Chris from the More Good Dead podcast said, this is obviously the seal of approval that Guinness talks about. Curtis on Twitter said, Kevin Costner's wasted with sea lions because Kevin Costner made Dances with Wolves. I'm going to say this is the this is the cast sequel, Wasted with Sea Lions. Okay. Big fan of that movie. My annoyed side really. says, Dave's biggest and last mistake. That's not nice. And Gerald from Two Peas on the Pod, the other guy that lost the 1987 movie draft along with me, our hearts go out to you, Gerald, <laughs> said, Ready to suck, seal cock like dot dot dot. So, Bob, you're a rude motherfucker, you know that? You're cute as hell. I like to go down on you, suck you, line up three other guys, make like a circus seal. And I don't like that comment. That's <laughs> disgusting. Because like seals and walruses have like surprisingly massive penises. <laughs> I know, but no one's doing anything with them. It's gross. All right. So of these, which one is the funniest to you? Which one do you think is the most appropriate? Who gets the prize? So Chris was a close second. He's second. More good than Chris. Podfather. More, yes. Okay. But my favorite one was the Whitney Houston one. All right. So the download code is going to go to a face mainly your mother can love at Nerd Adonis on Twitter. So I'll be reaching out to him and I will have him tell me which of the plethora of movie download codes <laughs> he would like. And uh, we'll, we'll probably try to do another one of these at some point when we get some... When we actually go places and we do yeah. fun stuff, <laughs> it's it's a way to bring people to our Twitter because we don't interact with people on right. Twitter all that much. So coming up next, let's head over and let's get into Trailer Park. Thomas Iannucci, drop that beat. Poetics, bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No Trailer Park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but it's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right stop. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop. Welcome back to Trailer Park. Since this is me and Lauren's kind of like anniversary episode, I figured we would do a Trailer Park. It, like everything's kind of geared towards having you on tonight. Right. So we're going to do two Disney trailers. Yeah. And I figure that these are, are nice, easy things for you to talk about. Right. Because I'm not going to get too deep and nerdy. Or at least if I do, you get where I'm coming from with it. Exactly. So our first one is the full trailer for Aladdin live action film starring Big Willie himself. <laughs> They're over there! Get them! Stop! Please! stumbled upon an opportunity I can make you rich rich enough to impress a princess what would I have to do there's a cave of wonders bring me the lamp who summons me i stand by my oath loyalty to wishes three i'm kidding watch this watch out uh. 
That's really my big question for you is you were not so hot on the right. little teaser trailer that we got. Neither were me or Jay, really. Right, right. What do you think now after I seeing this? I am so excited. This, I always trust Disney. I trust Disney to do the right thing, and they did the right thing. Obviously, that teaser trailer wasn't completed, or maybe they thought it was completed, and maybe because of the reaction, I don't know. The effects look a lot better, right? It's so much better. And then there's less of like that. He looks less of like a blue blob, right? Right. It and seems now like he looks toned him down a little bit. Right. Right. He looks more scenery. like the genie should look. Um, and one big thing I've always, you know, every time I Disney does their live action movies, are they going to sing the songs? And then, you know, whole new world comes on and I am so excited. So this for me, like, where I'm watching it, I'm not watching this trailer and going like, that is in the animated version, right? We see a lot of stuff that's from the animated right, version. Even we, some lines, like, right. you know, except I still don't like the way Jafar sounds. Like, bring me the lamp. I want to hear him as the old man. I know, but. Bring me the lamp. <laughs> I love the way Jafar sounds when he's like that, when he's that old crickety man. But anyway, um, we see the genie's hand, right? And right. he does the puppet strings and he's, and he's doing dancing. it, right? Which it's is from the movie. From the movie, right. right. Uh, we get a lot of the songs. Like, we get Street Rat. We, right. We, we get uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me. Right. And then, of course, later on, we we do eventually get A Whole New World, which, you know, probably- I have just waited the entire night for that <laughs> one song. Just like when you watch Beauty and the Beast, you wait for Be My Guest and right. you wait for uh, the, the Bell and Beast dance right, song. Right, I can't right. remember. You know, what I was taking away from this was like the- the, like the new stuff like first off i thought like a lot of like the will smith jokes that were in that t- teaser trailer mm-hmm. you know were it was a little cheesy right it seemed like yeah. super cheesy like where they ended it and stuff like that but i kind of like his was like or he's kind of like teaching aladdin like he likes aladdin enough that he's like there's a lot of gray area on what you're right, asking, right, right, right? Right, right so he throws that prince up there and he's like i could do that yeah and then just get that? rid of a wish no. right but like it, it, it i think they're going to do a better job of kind of like building a relationship between like al and right. genie they and have stuff like, like that, that little heart to heart obviously there's a party going on probably at the palace after aladdin is introduced what right. i'm guessing and 
they didn't do all that. It was just, hey, right. here's Aladdin, this right. new prince. But like here we're seeing- Or like, Ali, I'm sorry. We're seeing like a party scene and stuff like that. And right, it seems right, like right. they're going to be adding a lot of side characters and stuff and, and like background characters that you don't see in the animated version because right. animation, you know, whether you think this or not now, it's super fucking expensive and drawing sure. more things moving on the screen means more money. But that, I think they're building the yeah. relationship between Ali and Jasmine and, Jasmine. and Aladdin and Jasmine because there wasn't a whole lot going on in the in the uh, cartoon. It's right. like, oh, you met this guy a day ago. Now suddenly you're in love with him? I think it's important for these films to do that because it's so much different. Our world's so much different than it was in the 90s. Right. And especially more different than the original Disney princesses back from the 30s, 40s, and 50s that I think it's important, especially as people who are raising a young girl. Right. I, it's important to me for these relationships to be meaningful, for them right, to right, feel right. real realistic and for there not to be like a sense that the man is in control because or that this entire story hinges on the man's success or anything right. like that because watching you know this with my daughter I don't want my daughter to take away that I just got to find a Prince Ali and everything will be better for me I right. just got to find a beast and everything will be better for me. I don't want that I like that in these modern versions they are taking a, a step further to create more of a character for the princesses. Right. And even though we don't get a lot of Jasmine in this, I, I, you can already kind of tell that they're that they're going to do something along those lines and make her a little bit stronger of a character. And finally, I just have a kind of like a little theory. Okay. Uh, there's a part where it looks like Aladdin is riding away on the carpet. And right. he's flying through Agrabah. And there's this giant winged creature chasing him. Yeah. Theory. Instead of... Jafar turning into a giant snake. Right. Rick, 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 hit that sword to that snake. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it's going to be Iago gets turned right, into right, a into giant, giant beastly creature right, right. who chases Aladdin around. Yeah. And then we obviously get that scene where like Aladdin's like doing these flips through like the ice caverns. And that's when he gets sent that's to when he gets, the Arctic right. and has to fly his way back. And so there's going to be a lot we of We totally same. saw the ending of that movie yeah. in that trailer. That trailer's Spoiler the, alert. Yeah, when this trailer ends, <laughs> there's all those fireworks going off and it's like, oh, that's how the genie he ends the movie when he flies right, up. When he right. gets when he gets his freedom, he turns into fireworks and and goes up and and blows up like fireworks. They show that in this trailer. And I was like, right. that's where the movie ended, like in the animated version. But I think there's going to be enough different that people like me and you, who obviously grew up watching Aladdin, will enjoy this mm-hmm. because there it'll be enough different. It'll give us some new things, but. I, I like that it is giving something for new audiences like, Absolutely. like Logan and other little little children to to kind of grasp onto. And I know like a lot of people are really against these live action remakes, and I'm not as long not. as the experience that I'm getting is is worth it. As long as this remake was worth it, as long as the new audience is built, as long and as it brings not new appreciation. To go away from what the story was when right. we were growing up. I'm happy. I'm excited. Like I said, Disney's Disney is, you know, they're not doing any wrong right now. Not to so. mention the stories can't change all that much in these because they are built on fairy tales that have existed for hundreds of years, most of them. <laughs> so you can't really do, you can't really Get away from the story that right, much. Right, right, right. So I, I'm, I, I am now more looking forward to it. Uh, we'll obviously be getting like way more trailers throughout the next couple months while this is is still you know waiting for release. But 
I'm certainly more excited for it now I than I was too. before. I think this really did a good job of of writing that ship. Right. All right. So next trailer, Lauren, and I don't know if you are as excited for this trailer as I am. It is the first full trailer for Toy Story 4. Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, Hi. Hello. He's a spook. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. Buzz, we've got to get Forky. The permit. Why am I alive? You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh, yeah. Bo? Forky, come on. Bo? Bo? Hi there. My name is Gabby Gabby. We can't stay. <laughs> yes, you can. Boys. What is behind you? Bo! What are you doing here? No time to explain. Come with me. We need to get back to our kid. Aw, Sheriff Woody always coming to the rescue. Bonnie needs Forky. Woody, who needs a kid's room when you can have all of this? Wow. Woody, aren't we going to Bonnie? What do we do, Buzz? What would Woody do? Jump out of a moving vehicle. Let's go! Hey, you gotta go, you gotta go. If you should ever leave me. You know, you've handled this lost toy life better than I could. Open your eyes, Woody. There's plenty of kids out there. Sometimes change can be good. You can't teach this old toy new tricks. You'd be surprised. Bonnie? We're going home for you. June 21st, we will get to go to the theaters and see Toy Story 4. Now, seeing this trailer, this full trailer, we saw Mm -hmm. bits of like carnival and stuff like that. Uh, we didn't get the. We knew that Bo was going to be in it, right? Based on like a short scene with her and, uh, and Woody. Logan, yeah, is all about finding Bo Peep. Well, like, because that's what her thing because is. Because Logan has an obsession with boyfriends and girlfriends, <laughs> and this, and and she she's a true romantic at heart, even at the age of five. Um, so she's all about finding Bo Peep. But what this trailer is kind of sowing a little bit of seeds of doubt: is Bo Peep the best thing? For Woody now, I, I see Woody as like from this trailer, he's in a midlife crisis almost. Right. He's made a transition in his life, and he it, things have kind of gotten stale for him. Maybe again, and he finds lost to love. the point where he's letting Forky, right, take Bonnie's hundred percent interest. He right. wasn't like that when. That's true. So he has grown as an individual, but. Right. What I wonder is, and what I'm equating this to, and I, you, I may be taking this too far, but you, you'll let me know. Divorced dads, like the <laughs> divorced guys who have access to internet and Facebook, what do you think the first thing they do after they're trying to get back out there in the market? 
They go to Facebook and they stalk old lovers. Sure. Okay. It's kind of like what's going on with Woody and Buzz. Sometimes that old lover is not the person you left. Sometimes they're not the person you want. As they say, someone's whispering in Woody's ear. And even though they show it's Forky. Yeah. I was going to say, that's all part of the joke, right? It's It's Forky. It's not. It's Bo. There's something about Bo. She's jaded. She's jilted. And she's she's trying to show Woody that there's a different life. Well, Bo is upset because she was donated or sold off to a daycare, to a neighbor. like Or to an antique store like this looks like. Right. With super fucking creepy ventriloquist dolls. Now, those guys. Night of the Living Dummy from Goosebumps dolls. They are scary. They're really scary. Like, I'm afraid to take Logan to see this movie because I'm sure that they were scared the shit out of her. Gabby was pretty scary to me, too. Gabby Gabby wasn't <laughs> as bad as those guys. But I feel like Bo Peep, she's like, fuck these kids. Andy gave me up. His sister gave me up. And the person that had me after them gave me up and so on and so on. And she grew and she built up this wall that I can get buy on my own one of the things you can tell about her that she's like more independent is yes. that first off the sheep aren't with her number oh, one. Oh, that's right number two she's not she shed that like overgarment and she's wearing her undergarments more but at one she, point she is in she's in both she's in both dress. we yep. don't know if those are flashbacks because we do see a flashback of woody You're and right. buzz with andy so we don't know if those are flashbacks You're or right not. and number two she separated herself from her lamp her lamp is in the window bo peep is not you're right when when woody walks past that window and he goes and, and he says bo and he climbs through the mail slot it's just a lamp. Bo, it's just a lamp. Bo's right. not standing there. He saw the lamp first. And right. we know that she was she's a porcelain doll who was attached to a lamp, but she was able to right, detach right, herself. Right. So so there it, it, it's almost like I don't want to say I don't want to equate it to like uh, like a Captain Marvel thing, but it, it it's like Bo Peep has had her own change, right? right. Her own her own midlife crisis and where she, she discovered what it was to be an individual right, again and to then live she for herself. Sees her ex BF Boyfriend. Same rat Lover. Race. Same doing Woody, the same thing. She's like, oh my God. Yeah. But, he's really here. I need to get him back to me. But you're you're doing the same thing you were doing when we were together before. Right. You're not different. You haven't right. changed. You are you're still you're still the same old Woody. And she even says it, you know, you're yeah. still the same old Woody. Trying like, to rescue everyone. Trying to, you know, trying to get back to your kid. Right. And here she's left that life. And Woody's kind of seeing this other side that this is what my life could be. And it seems great. And they've been in this position before, though. They, Toy Story 3 they was, have. oh, my God, we're going to be played with so much. You're too much of a good thing. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think this movie needed to be made. However, what they're showing me in the direction they're taking it. I feel like they're they're al- within their story. They're almost addressing that this franchise is too long in the tooth. They're almost addressing it, right? That they're that like th- it needs to change, and they are changing it in 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 new ways mm-hmm. that are super relatable to the people who have grown up watching it. Because you and I are in our thirties now, but we grew up with Toy Story. Right, right, right. So, so a story like this about a major change in your life, or or seeking that change, or making that that leap that's needed for you to grow as a person, it it's there in that's in this story. But also the same characters that our kids love are still there too. And right, the and now there. we have our kids four or five years old, such as Logan, and she's like. 
Toy Story 3. There was no Bo Peep. There's no Bo Peep. First thing she said when she watched that movie with us was, where's Bo Peep? And I was like, how did that character resonate with you so much with how little screen time she got? Right. Not a lot of girls in the movies. That's how. Yeah. Not a lot of girls. But here, she gets to be prominent. Yep. Because the only prominent female before this. She thinks this is, movie is about finding Bo Peep. <laughs> right. She's, she's going to be for a rude awakening when it's really about an existential crisis of character. <laughs> Do you think she's going to want to make her own Forky? I hope not. Will they sell their own Forkies for 20 yes. bucks a pop? Yes. Right? So while watching this, I like the first thing I was like, like, wow. So like there's also like this deep philosophical uh, like question that's going on of like, when does life begin? Right? right, like was 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 Forky always alive? See that, or see, that did was his life thing. begin when a child breathed imagination For- and right. life into him? Forky knew what his life was supposed to be. Was supposed to be, but he wasn't supposed to talk or walk around, right. and he was supposed to just be used to eat soup like the couch you're sitting on right now if it gained sentience it would be like no this is all wrong i'm not supposed right. to be alive i can now smell and feel all the hot farts that and are being he, punched into me and I then hate he this. jumps out the window <laughs> like puts just a big hole in the wall yeah. kind of goes on the other side like, just happened but he gets on the other side oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's what poor forky's going through but yeah so like there's a lot of like it's weird because like i watch this and i watch this with like I know I'm watching this with the mind of an adult and I'm seeing like all these, you know, crisis of character and existential questions right. and stuff. And it's like, that's an adult's eyes. Like as, as a kid, Woody and Buzz are just going on another adventure. And this time. Right. When you as a child are looking like, at them, they're not. Logan doing doesn't understand why I cry at Toy Story 3. She doesn't understand it that like for me, right. I'm watching characters that i grew up you with grew up with accepting death just dying yeah right and right. it's and it like it then brings into a thought that i'm going to have to be in their position someday oh boy <laughs> right i'm going to have to accept my own death someday i'm going to be in a position where death is so when that imminent. fire's coming up right you're just gonna accept it exactly so it, for me like watching this i'm just like watching that it it's like twofold i'm watching characters i love potentially meet their doom and eventually it'll be you and eventually it's me <laughs> which is where most human minds think go would go i think i don't know <laughs> and then immediately like pixar breaks the tension by having the aliens pull them out with the claw and stuff right. like that and uh, then i have that super weird like i'm crying but i'm laughing and then i get that lump in my throat and it's like but logan doesn't that she looks at me and i right. And she's like, did you stub your toe? Like, what's wrong, you little bitch? Yeah, right. Grow up, dad. So, be a man. I hope by the time Toy Story 6 rolls around, Logan's somewhere around the age of like 15, 16. I'll take her to see it. And I'll be like, you oh crying God. now? If she is at the age of 15, 16, she's like, oh, my God, yeah. they're accepting death. I get it now. There's an issue. Um, one of the things I noticed about this trailer, not only like with, with Forky and stuff like that, um, Don Rickles has passed. Right. And he was the voice of Mr. Potato Head. Right. Mr. Potato Head doesn't talk in this trailer at all. No, there is. No, what that's, he that's, says, that's Ham talking. That's Ham. That's oh, ham. you're right. That's John, that's John Ratzenberg saying you're that. You're right. So I'm just wondering, like, what's what's he going to sound like? Who have they gotten to be? And I'm assuming stepping... whoever they got, they're probably going to limit his? Uh, I, I would think so. You think which so? is kind of... I, I think it's both appropriate because we lost Don Rickles, but also, like, it, it, it's kind of appropriate. Uh, it's it's kind of kind of stinks because, like, he's he's a fun character and right. stuff like that. You know, Imagine he's... if he took, like, a vow, vow of silence. Or <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> or, he's sick of talking about or, Mrs. Potato Head. Or he's Head. giving Mrs. Potato Head the silent treatment. Yeah. <laughs> 
he refuses to talk until the end of the movie. That'd be great. All right, let's head over and let's get into because it's our anniversary episode, and you want to talk about wine instead of beer. So let's head over and let's do some wine reviews. All right. Welcome back to the to the wine segment. Instead of reviewing beer, Lauren's not a huge beer fan, so she decided that she would rather us review some wine this week. Let me correct you. It's not that I'm a, not a huge beer fan. I prefer wine over beer. And since I'm helping you out this week, I said, let's do wine. Why do we have to keep doing beer? I hate wine. It gives me like the worst headaches. Oh, but no, you don't. Before... We talk about our wine. I got to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish, which I'm going to need because wine does give me such a massive headache. If you, like me, are affected by the scourge of the wine hangover, you can head over to fourhangovers.com. Use the promo code SMBFISH to get your 15% off of the miracle cure. The way it works is you get it in the mail, then you put it in your medicine cabinet, then you get a hangover. Then you take that shit out, drop two tablets into eight to 12 ounces of water, let it dissolve, drink it down, and your hangover starts to go away. So don't forget to use our promo code SMBFISH. All right, Lauren, before we start reviewing our wines, though, we do have an IndiePod spotlight that we got to get through. And these are people you actually know. Do I? And do I like them? No, you're going to have to tell everyone after we listen to them. <laughs> What's up? I'm Austin. I'm Chrissy. And we have a movie podcast. Yes, we do. It's it's called So I Married a Movie Geek. What's it about, Chrissy? It's about marrying people who are movie geeks and then watching movies that you've never seen before. That's true. I know. We've even got reviews. We do? Like, they seem to be having fun, but I sure wasn't. Bummer. How about I've never heard a podcast get so sidetracked? They probably need a shock top. Or this is like watching someone else's home videos when they think it's so funny, but we're not in on the joke. Come on over. I'll show you my wedding. Doesn't this sound amazing, guys? You should be listening. Get on board. We're on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud. Just search us. So I Married a Movie Geek. We're there. We're a little extra. Let's hang out. Talk movies. Yay. Yay. All right, so that is Justin and Chrissy over at So I Married a Movie Geek. Uh, I was actually just on there for the 1987 movie draft. I didn't win. I didn't even come close to winning. Sorry. I, I, and by the way, I do love them. Yes. They, so you do. You do <laughs> love them. You've actually met them in person, in the flesh. I have. Real, in, in real life. Justin's a producer for like big time TV shows. Were you a little starstruck when you met him? No. Were you just like slightly like, I might leave Dave and just have like like a, a thrustum with them? Like just, mm. just start living and with them and be married to them? No. No. That's good all right polyamory not up your alley no not my thing (laughs) (laughs) but so i married a movie geek they are absolutely hilarious i love listening to them bicker back and forth each and every week and then they have guests on all the time when they do their fantasy movie drafts so there's either a topic or a year and contestants come on from all different other indie pods and they draft 
their dream list or what they hope's their dream list. Right. Uh, so many arguments go on. So much fun is had while, while we do those. So make sure you check out So I Married a Movie Geek anywhere that you can find podcasts. And if you are enjoying their podcast, please make sure you leave them a five-star review. Do the same for us if you're liking us, too. All right, Lauren, we have wine to review. We do. All right. Why don't you tell everybody about the black box wines we're reviewing? So, like Dave mentioned, we do have black box wine. Yes, box wine. It is a thing now. And as long as you're getting something a little smaller, fancier, such as black box, it's socially acceptable. Well, they even advertise on the side of here that they make three boxes like they make three xl boxes now like they make massively sized boxes but their whole idea is that box wine doesn't have to be bad and they even not only not bad but you don't have to be white you don't have to be like white trashy when you're you don't feel like you're white trash when you're drinking it no because it's not in like one of those cheap white you know boxes and stuff like that like it comes in this sleek black box with beautiful bold lettering and even tell you right there it's premium premium because everything that tells you that it's premium has to be legit they put on the package come on now absolutely (laughs) but no these wines actually are really good so why don't you tell everyone about the one you're drinking so i have a pinot grigio from california or as jay would say a pinot grigio pinot grigio 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 Grigio. right yosemite yosemite Pinot Grigio 2017 was a good year, right? Right. For those people who don't know, Pinot Grigio is a white or a red wine. Right. And the white wine is normally very smooth. It's a um, very light taste, more like for your spring, summers. You want to pick up white Pinot Grigio. Or with white spaghetti sauce, you know, with Alfredo sauce and with uh, chicken or fish. True, Dave likes to cook with my white wine. I do, yeah, I still- We have cooking wine, don't- There's no real alcohol in that cooking wine, though. It's not for reals. Right, but when you cook with wine or any alcohol, you are reducing it, and there it's killing, like all the alcohol is coming out of it. You're it just... not going to get drunk eating your bowl of pasta <laughs> with white wine in it, Dave. It Dep- cooks all the alcohol on... out, which is why kids are allowed to eat things that are, you know- <laughs> It depends how much vodka you put in your vodka sauce. (laughs) Right, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so the Pinot Grigio, it has aromas of pear and honeydew. And then you can taste the great, juicy, airy flavors of the apples and the citrus. And again, it is delicious. Oh, and so the bottle, or I'm sorry, the box that we have is enough to for about three glasses of wine. And the alcohol by volume is 12.5% for my white wine. All right. And I am drinking the Black Box Premium Wine, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. (laughs) This is a Chilean wine from 2017. It has dark, fruity, rich aromas. It has a deep, lush body, and it finishes off with some soft, long, and lingering notes of berry. Are you tasting all those berries? Dude, not really. (laughs) I'm not like, like I can pick out (laughs) flavors and aromas and things that are going on in beer. When it comes to wine, I was just like, yeah, that's a red wine. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're Yeah, that's dark. (laughs) I'm one of those people who go to wine tastings. I'm like, this is good. This tastes good. Yeah. Am I tasting it? Are you you tasting the pears? Are you spitting that out into the wine bucket? No, bitch, I'm going no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I pay $12. I'm going to get $12 worth of wine. Or if you 
do wine tasting out in California, you pay about, what, $40 for a wine tasting? That was what we paid. That yeah. was ridiculous. Yes. So with this, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, first off, it boasts that this has won 50 gold medals from Wine Enthusiast Magazine since 2004. Wow. So they've been setting the world on fire for quite some time. Now they're nationally distributed. This is 13% alcohol by volume. So it will get you quite fucking drunk just off one of these little oh, boxes absolutely. that we have. And we do have the personal little boxes that are about, uh, like Lauren said, three glasses of wine each. Uh, this, honestly, this is probably one of the better red wines I've had in like a long time. It's a little, for, for me I drinking. Wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure because their first taste was like, whoa. So, so whoa. that's my problem with wine. Like my first, I, I have to like, I have to drink it for a little while before like I start getting comfortable with it. Okay. Like my first, my first couple sips are always like, whoo, whoo, whoo. You know, like uh, it's it's this one you like it's very alcohol heavy. Like you could right. just smell it. The second I poured it, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, good. And it's always just like it just overpowers my palate. Like at first, so I have to like take it easy with it and ease myself into it. Like 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 a big cock. You know, you just gotta like take oh, it. Boy. You just gotta take it in strides. Wow. <laughs> take it in strides. And Dave, you know? <laughs> also, you didn't let your uh, you know, you're supposed to pour the wine. Let, let it, it breathe. Let it breathe. Yeah. Let it sit for a couple minutes or so. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah, no, I just, I just want this over. You with. You did this all wrong. <laughs> I want this over with. I want to get back to beer. <laughs> you're, you're braver than me because you know me. Oh, you got to just taste the whiskey. Get used to it. Taste bourbon. Get used to it. Me, what I do? I take one sip of it. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope. This is cut off my tongue. As far as wines go, I would say that these are pretty top notch and they are affordable options where like, you know, usually if you want like a, a pretty decent wine, it's going to be about at, at the very minimum, like $20 right. per bottle. This is a, a boxed wine, personal wine, $6.99. Per one of which these, you figure which is if you bad. were going out to dinner, you're probably paying about seven, eight bucks for a glass of wine. So yeah, in this nice little sleek box, it gives you three glasses of wine. Price wise, it's worth it. Yes. For me, this is the only wine I'm gonna drink probably for like the next month. I just <laughs> I, it's just so hard for me. It gives it really does. It gives me a headache and uh it makes me super handsy. I don't know. It gives me a different type of drunk than like than like drinking beer or whiskey does. Like oh my. yeah, I usually get like like pretty relaxed drinking beer or whiskey. When I drink wine, like I get like super like i feel like i'm floaty and i'm just like ooh, and like, like you're I'm, sexy you're, yeah like you're i'm like, really into myself like i'm just like and when he says handsy he's not talking about like touching me or anything no no i'm talking i'm totally talking like myself like i'm rubbing my thigh a little bit you know <laughs> like if i'm laying there and i'm laying in like my weird way where my arms cross across my chest like i do i just kind of like flick the nipple oh, like boy. just a little bit Yeah, because normally <laughs> when i drink wine i'm opposite i don't want to be touched i just want to sit down with my blanket Watching some movie or TV show so I can cry. So you can cry. Yes. That's what I'm doing. I'm normally what I'm doing. I don't don't need any performance enhancement, uh, you know, substances for me to cry. It just it just happens. Just happens for you. I almost cried during the Toy Story trailer for Christ's sake. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) All right. Let's head over and let's get into our top five list, which is for our anniversary. We're doing our top five movie couples. And the only caveat in this was that they had to be romantically linked. So and I needed to clarify that because I'm like, oh, boy, there's a lot of couples and Dave's going to bring up like these five couples and be like, they're not romantic. Oh, we never <laughs> said establish rules and they nope, were nope. best friends or daddy and daughter. Blah, I'm blah, blah, never blah, that so. rough on you with rules. Only with Jay. Right.
right, we've come to our top five. Me and Lauren are going to be doing our top five movie couples. And the only caveat we did was, of course, as I said in the last segment, just that they had to be romantically linked. And obviously in a movie. So, Lauren, I'm going to let you go first here. And I I get the feeling like we are going to have vastly different lists. Yeah, I was going to say probably different lists. Maybe one, maybe two no, I think at least one the same. All right, one the same. We'll see. We'll see how we do. All right, let's start start with yours. Your number five. Who's your number five? All right, I think you're going to be shocked by this one because I don't think you were thinking about it for me. Gerard Butler and Hillary, Hillary Swank, Jerry and Holly, P.S. I love you. I wish I had someone dead telling me what to do. There's absolutely no way I'm doing this. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I figured this would be on your list. I thought this would be way higher on your list. You love that movie. I do love that movie, which is... So when we were talking about it, I had to think of some of my top five romantic comedies. Not all of them made them in there because not all the couples I enjoyed as much, but... Why Why not Hilary Swank and Jeffrey Dean Morgan? From what? <laughs> from this oh, movie. Oh, from the same movie. That's right. Because, yeah, she got it. Because the entire movie was surrounded by uh, Jerry, or who, you know, Gerard Butler played Jerry. P.S. I love you. He suddenly passes away, and now he knew his wife, Holly. He had cancer, right? So it, was, it wasn't, like, unexpected. It's I just they do a time jump, and he's right, dead. It, I don't think, and I wanted to double check on it, but I don't think they actually said what he eventually okay. passed away from. But the reason that, that they are... It was are just suddenly in, A but couple that you would like to list. he knew he was dying. What, what, what makes them on this list? What puts them here? Like, what, what makes them better because, than so many other movie couples? First off, he's handsome. <laughs> he's Irish. Not a good actor anymore, but yes, handsome. He's not, no. But he, um, right, (laughs) that was the movie he was in, (laughs) but he was, he knew that his wife, he, obviously they both knew he was dying and she wouldn't be able to get on without him, at least not for a little while, because she would have been stuck in her own head. I can't do this without Jerry, blah, blah, blah. So he took the time out while he was dying to make these totally crazy plans to make sure that she was eventually going to be okay to the point where it led her to one of his best friends back in Ireland to eventually probably get together. Right. Okay. All right. So it's it's, adorable. It's just, it's, I guess for you then it's really just her reaction to the, the, the loss of the love of her life and the reaffirming that he is the love of her life throughout those letters and stuff. And it's a movie that makes me cry. It does. Almost every time, especially when she plays over his voicemail over and over again. My number five is one that makes me cry and it does it in the first five minutes of this movie. Oh. It's Carl and Ellie in Up. Don't you know it's an exclusive club? Only explorers get in here. Not just any kid off the street with a helmet and a pair of goggles. Do you think you got what it takes? Well, do you? Uh, uh, yeah, I... All right, you're in. Welcome aboard. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about them, but yes. I love this couple because it is... It is that case of what one lacks, the other compliments, right? Yeah. Uh, Carl is a very introverted person. He's kind of like this. He's kind of like this shy kid and stuff like that. But right. when he meets Ellie, 
um, someone who is into the same things as he is. She's a much more in your face, louder about it, right, 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 and bombastic and in your face, and it 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 gives him the permission to be that way with her. And then just that that whole thing of them together, uh, where you know she goes off to work, he goes off to work and sells balloons, and just this this beautiful life that they've had had together. Plan on what they're going to do, but and that plan, and and when all that is gone. And of course, we get you know the very sad oh off-screen death of Ellie, but Gosh. just you know Carl's face just screams of it because even as an old man, because we do see Carl as an old man while Ellie's right. alive, there's still there, there's still, still life happy in him. And right. Right, right, there's still life in him. And she after make she, it out the hill because she was so old and she was dying. It's just oh. it never. I, I don't think anything has ever visually displayed love yeah. in the way that that scene. And could no for me. movie could ever make a bunch of a room filled of adults just burst out crying I was within crying. the first 10 minutes. I was crying. I didn't, I don't oh, think, yeah, absolutely. I don't think I cried in that movie again until later on when he's, when he's fighting Mr. Muntz. Yeah. And, and, you know, he basically cries out to Ellie when the house is like right, being right, destroyed right. and stuff. Right. And then I, I, I remember getting super sad at the end, not sad, I guess like happy tears yeah. when after everything's done and he's happy with, with his, with, with the little boy and it goes and it just shows that Ellie landed in their happy place. Like she made it there. Like her spirit can rest or Carl can move on. Whatever he set out to do, he can move on with his life. He, the motherfucker's dead now. I'm sorry. Right. He didn't make it. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 that is why that makes it on my list because just it's so perfectly visually displayed what love should look like. Okay. So what is your number four, Lauren? So number four, I picked. Tina Fey and Timothy Oliphant, who played Wendy and Hori in This Is Where I Leave You. We were so in love, Jen. And now he's alone. He's like permanently alone. And Barry is just... I will never love Barry the way that I loved Hori. And I will never love anybody else like that. Ever. I would not do that to Hori. I... Almost. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were totally together. Right. The only reason why they couldn't stay together was because Hori had, well, they both were in this terrible car accident together. And he has brain damage. He has brain damage. He was obviously violent, couldn't be around Tina Fey anymore. They couldn't continue. They couldn't move out of the little town that they grew up. But then when, you know, when she came back in town because of the father's death, they obviously got together. They remembered everything. And there's always like a sadness there, though, when you see Rory, right? Like there's because Rory, Rory, but there's always just like a a sense of like it's unfinished. Right. And obviously the movie wasn't really about Tina Fey or Timothy Oliphant's uh, relationship. No, well, it's about the it's about the dark secrets of every family. Right, 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 right. They had a very small role in that movie, or at least smaller. But I went with them. Of all the couples I could have chosen in that movie, I went with them because I love them so much. Okay, all right, fair all right. enough. My number four is Jack Twist and Enos Delmar, Brokeback Mountain. You are too much for me, Enos. Son of a horse, and a bitch. I wish I knew how to quit you. Then why don't you 
Wow. I never saw that movie, so I can't comment. All right. So first off, it is the first and most prominently displayed mm-hmm. gay relationship. Uh, you know, there's been others. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's the first of its kind. Right. But it is the first movie that, that got re- people talking that, that, that really put it in the forefront in this way. It wasn't side characters that were having a gay relationship, right. right? It was this, you know, these guys and their secret, you know, gay relationship right. with each other. And But it wasn't that it was just like this risque gay relationship about two closeted men discovering, you know, they loved each other. Right. Like there was love there. Right. And I, I, and just the confusion that the world they live in added to their relationship made it like almost more powerful because even though they didn't quite get it they couldn't stop it okay either it was just pure natural instinct to to be with that person and obviously there's the the great scene of why can't i quit you you know i that scene alone is just like they they wrestle with the idea that they're gay but they love each other right and you know eventually one of them does eventually just want to be together just wants it and the other one doesn't or can't or 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 can't see himself can't accept it can't right. see himself in right. that because they're both married they both have right, right, right. wives and everything like that so it's like man it's it, it probably speaks more volumes to to people who 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 are gay and have had to go through similar things. Yeah, absolutely. But watching it, it's just like it, it's it just perfectly shows that like you can't always control who you love, right? Right. So I I did really enjoy that one. All right, that what was is a good your one? What's your number three? My number three, Pete and Debbie, played by Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd. This is forty. What are you doing? I need you to look at something in my butt. Why? I think I got something in there, and I, I'm not limber enough to, to to see. I need you to look at it, all right? I think I might have, like, a anal fissure or a hemorrhoid or a, or a worm or something. What are you doing with your phone? I'm trying to take pictures of it so I can compare it to something on Google. Can we just keep, like, just a small shred of mystery in our relationship, please? Look, I saw you have two babies, Okay. Seriously, I need you to get up all in that. I do not want to investigate your anus. Payback time. Okay. That is the most realist couple in any movie. That is... Portrayed as any that's a couple. Fucking, yeah, yeah, that's a fucking real... That's, that's, yes. That's real shit. <laughs> right. Real things are happening They there. were also in, in uh, Knocked Up. Knocked Up together, yeah, right. As absolutely. the same characters, so... But yeah, I love them because, again, I feel like of all all movies to portray a couple who have been together for so long you know that would be an honorable mention kids. for me i like that okay yeah. raise kids have a house that they can barely afford anymore maybe they're trying to sell it in this right. case to buy a bigger house my favorite scene is stand up let me see the poop you've been yeah. in here for 10 minutes let me see the poop yeah <laughs> <laughs> or even when he's like spread eagle <laughs> what's this bump what is this <laughs> true yeah it, it, and it, even like something as funny and like you know they go away for the weekend and they have brownies pop brownies let's eat this pop brownie right okay and now they're enjoying themselves but then like you know sunday night monday morning comes along shit it's back to the real world. Right. And even when they gang up together on that little boy who is dissing their daughter. <laughs> Fucking little Tom Petty. <laughs> but I love them. And it's hard 
to not love Paul Rudd well, in anything. It and is, then But I think what I like about this is like it just it just shows like that when you are m- married Right. Like boundaries fall and over oh, yeah. time more boundaries fall. Like Absolutely. Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall, look at my asshole, what's this bump? Yeah. <laughs> And it's like I there's there's a lot of the stuff that goes on in this that we're not there yet. We're not. <laughs> we're not we're not pooping in the same room as we, each other. We can talk about the bumps on our butts. Right. But we're not going to make you see Or the crang that was growing on my neck, which was removed successfully. Which makes me throw up so it's I gone. didn't want to look at it's it, gone. even though you're like, Look at this. No, I didn't. I put band aids on it so you wouldn't have to see it. That's true. <laughs> but uh yeah, it, it's it's like that familiarity and stuff like that. But also like shit gets stale. You have to grow with each other. You have to make each other grow too. Yeah. At the same time, where it's like I I also love the line like I keep getting worse looking and he gets better looking. Oh my god, gets- it's so true. <laughs> And then she has to go out and feel good about herself. So she goes out with her young coworker, right. her employee, and they have fun with a bunch of like younger hockey players. The hockey players. That's yeah. that's the that's the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, they, absolutely. That's <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers they go out with. There's Claude Giroux there, and uh, I don't know who was there. And Hartnell was just there. Just some guy, yeah. and he took out his front teeth. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> Put it back in, and maybe we can talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. My number three, Hermione Granger. And Ronald Weasley. They would totally... They didn't make it to my list. He's using you. How dare you? Besides, I can take care of myself. Doubt it. He's way too old. What? What? That's what you think? Yeah, that's what I think. You know the solution then, don't you? Go on. Next time there's a ball, pack up the courage and ask me before somebody else does. And not as a last resort. So I did this on purpose. Number one, I name Hermione first in this couple because I realized as I was listening is I was like, oh, man, I was listening to guy first because obviously I'm going to see myself right. in the guy role in most of the relationships and stuff like that. But for this one, that's the stronger character. Absolutely. Hermione's the stronger character. So I list her first. Right. And her bravery. Mm hmm counteracts ron's normally yeah normally more she's usually braver than ron and it's it's the it's this love that like it grew out of friendship right right they were friends first and you know they didn't even realize that they had a thing well hermione emotionally more mature than ron realizes that she does have a thing for him long before he ron didn't notice right until jealousy rears its ugly head absolutely she's dancing with the with the uh with crunk the crunk yeah she's dancing with him and that that's kind of like when ron's like yeah not i'm not okay with this i don't know why i'm not okay with this (laughs) i'm not okay with it um but I, i i love their relationship and and the way it grows and stuff like that because by the time we get to the Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. they are not, they're just partners almost. Right. Like it's it's not so much Ron and Harry anymore. It's it's Ron and Hermione right. going off and doing their things. And Harry's just kind of there off on his own. Yeah. So uh, I, I like that because that's kind of like what happens in relationships. You find someone and when it goes on long enough, you lose other people. Yeah. But it's the natural progression of things. Your tribe grows smaller Good and more pick. intimate. All right. What is your number two, Lauren? Han and Leia from every Star Wars movie. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Oh, 
I love you. I know. I love them so. Obviously, Star Wars and they have we we had a wedding cake with them on it. Yeah. I love you. I know. Yeah. They have this relationship where obviously they love each other and they can be together. It's all great. It's fun. Sometimes he gets on her nerves, but they can also be worlds apart and they still find they can still connect with each other. Okay. When Han dies, Leia feels it. All right. My number two. All right. Obviously, I'm 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 staying mum on yours for a reason. Right. <laughs> uh, my number two, <laughs> and you may not get this one because okay. you don't watch old movies that much, right? But it's kind of like Han and Leia. It's Rhett Butler and Scarlett O'Hara. Yep, I don't know any of them. <laughs> Tell me what movie are they? Gone from? with the Wind. Oh yeah, I don't know. Rhett, you go. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yep, never seen it, never heard of these characters. Please tell me all about them. (laughs) So I absolutely love their relationship because she is the silver spoon in her mouth, born rich girl in the South post-Civil War and stuff like that, or during Civil War. Okay. Even. Is he the dirty old scon- no, scoundrel? He, he is a scoundrel. He okay. is very much like Han Solo. He is okay. a scoundrel. Uh, he, he, is, he is part of the military. And he... Sh- he he humbles her in 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 just a perfect way where every time she gets a stick in her ass over something right. he's there to humble her okay and just their their back and forth and their retorts to each other to me it it just feels so right that like opposites do attract like right. there are times where opposites do attract and that is 100% the case with with Scarlet and Rhett Butler but also the story doesn't end with these two together you know oh it, it ends with frankly my dear I don't give a damn like Scarlet like whoa goes too far whoa, spoiler alert <laughs> for a movie from the 1930s <laughs> you know it, but it just ends with Rhett Butler walking away it's kind of like an I love you I know moment where she's throwing herself at him and he's like I don't care oh my care. god that's so sad I never want to watch that movie I don't care that movie's also like five hours four long four hours long yep no interest in watching that movie it's one of the best movies ever made maybe you one really day should watch it but- can I watch it with the commercial so it's eight hours long and i know no keep an entire day of just watching (laughs) one movie movie? no all right what is your number one lauren all right my number one i'm thinking you're probably going to guess it because it's for my favorite movie ever cat and patrick from 10 things i hate about you played by julia styles and heath ledger the greatest heath ledger yeah you're just too good to be true can't take my eyes off of you You'd be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so much At long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you I I knew this would be on your list. I didn't expect it to be number one, but I knew it would be on your list. I love them. I, okay, so be a, I don't know, 15, 14-year-old girl in Dretton um, watching this movie, and you're like, God damn, life is great. Just don't be a 15-year-old girl watching this movie. Be 15 year old, fifteen years old and in Trenton, period. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to watch this movie. <laughs> what a terrible place to grow up. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> 
but like might as well grown up in West Baltimore. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, they have your typical what late nineties, early two thousands rom com movie with teenagers. The guy is bet that right. There's a bet that's involved, right? And in and this case, it wasn't really a bet, but it's like, listen, man, I'm gonna pay you to take this girl out so I can date her pretty sister. Well, I mean, it has some blah, blah, basis blah. for a good story, being as the original story was written by you know Bill Shakespeare, right? <laughs> that old guy. <laughs> that, that, yeah, he's that ri- guy. You you might have heard of. He's him. written a few things. He's written a few things. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I do. I do like this. Is one of my favorite like little rom coms yeah. and stuff like that. I I love the way he wins her over more so than I love Absolutely. their relationship. Yeah, I love when he wins her over multiple times because obviously she is a tough cookie. She's a to shrew. Crack. She's a shrew. Yeah. Right. I love you, baby. Oh my god! And if it's quite alright, I need you. One of the baby. best romantic scenes from every any movie ever. And one day we're gonna do a cocktail about this movie, yeah. which is basically us next just, year, just chugging beers and yeah. taking a shot. Uh, I also love the moment that they kind of like he kind of like falls for her. He takes the bet and then he goes to the party and she starts dancing on the table yeah. and she smashes it. Like it's when she allows her guard to go down right, right, right. that he realizes there's a human being inside here and he wants to get to know that person more. And it's up to and him to bring only, it out. It was not only that part, but also the scene while she was in detention or I'm sorry, Patrick was in detention and she breaks him out. Look at these. <laughs> by flashing her teacher, which is right. obviously inappropriate now to do. It's it was, and- it was inappropriate then. Probably. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I, I like this. This is a little bit too like teen romantic teen romance. I know, for me. I'm sorry. Because if you ask me, you know, does do, do they get married in the end? No. No. Probably not. Ends. No. She goes off to an all woman's college. He bought her a pretty cool guitar at the right. end. And yeah. She totally goes to college. He stays in california yeah not doing anything oh he's dead now so oh stop it <laughs> uh, what happens to patrick <laughs> all right Jesus. my number one obviously your number two han solo leia organa it. leia organa hyphen solo in the later trilogy yeah han we need you we need yes well, what about you need i need i don't know what you're talking about probably do I love these two as a couple because, again, it just like Rhett Butler and Scarlett O'Hara, it is the opposites attracting. They are right. both extremely charismatic individuals, both extremely headstrong. One you can say is socially dumb as a brick, <laughs> which is which is Han. Han uh, and and Princess Leia, you know, she is everything. She's right. warrior. She is politician. Yep. She is she she is 
a leader personified, you know, especially by the time we get to the newest trilogy. And they perfectly complement each other because he's got a dumb plan for everything and she's just bold enough to go along with yeah, that. Yeah, she dumb backs plan. him up with it and then <laughs> but corrects she, it. But she makes it work. Like, right, right. She makes it work. Right. But, you know, obviously the scene that that comes to mind most, it's actually it's actually twofold between these two. It is the I love you, I know scene, but more so than that, it's when he wakes up in Jabba's palace, right? Right. Like, you feel that she's been out there looking for him. But then we get to the new trilogy, and they both separated. They both had to go their separate ways right. to deal with the loss of Ben in their own way. Right. She. They each had to basically throw themselves into their work. And he's always been a reluctant general. He's never, he's never wanted to be a military leader. He's left the military because of those because of the roles that it put him in it's just not him he's not a soldier to follow the rules he does his own own thing right right. and she had to lead something she had to have a fight she had to have something to fight for right and she wasn't willing to fight for her marriage i mean that's just what it comes down to they weren't willing to fight for each other but when they see each other they immediately are enraptured with each other again right and i it's pretty obvious that neither of them two never strayed lo- right. from each other. They've always loved each right. other. Well, they just there's a lot of time alone with Chewbacca. We don't know fully what the Come relationship on, David. between and Chewbacca obviously <laughs> has his wife and kid. We saw it in the Christmas special. Don't try to be weird about this, okay, David? We don't Jesus. know if he's ever seen them again after that. What a terrible, what a terrible husband. But anyway, <laughs> Chewbacca is he. He would not be on this list. Well, but, you uh, make this life commitment to but, Han, but no, it's it's that. It's that hug that they have right. in The Force Awakens. That's just, it's probably the only time in this new trilogy where you see Leia weak, other than when she was physically weak from getting hurt, but right. where you see her emotionally weak because she just kind of like slumps into Han's arms and stuff like that. Well, and that's while, why... ins- while insulting him, same right. old jacket. No, new jacket. Yeah. <laughs> You've done something with your hair. But that's their relationship. <laughs> but like I said, even when Ben kills Han. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. God, that scene, that, that scene makes me cry. Like, she feels her son not only killing someone, but killing, killing Han. Han and also killing himself. But, right, killing Han yeah. is a big thing. And now he's gone. Like, yeah. there's no coming back. There's no more. No, they made sure he's gone because they threw him down a hole then they blew up the hole. <laughs> right. You you can't just kill him and see his body and then see Chewie in the background probably oh. carrying Han was he carrying on no. back on this? No, he totally he went down fell a- into that big hole, and then eventually it all blew up. It's, but I, I've just always loved the relationship enough to, to like see that in our relationship, right? Where you're not the most diplomatic of us. That's just first off. <laughs> what I am clearly the more diplomatic of us too. Like when you have burned your bridge with every customer service person on the phone, <laughs> I then have to come in and be nice cop, and then they're like, "Oh, thank God, a reasonable person to talk to." But then I have a leg to stand on because I go, "I could put." you back on with my wife no yeah. no no it's all right we'll do what you need <laughs> i know what i'm doing here damn it uh so but um it, it, where i see that in in us because i am very much obviously like like the outgoing person who hates playing by the rules like right I'm just terrible at it and 
you 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 very much put me in in a place and in a line where it's like I'm comfortable enough to go outside and 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 play outside the rules. Mm-hmm. But you're always like, yeah, I get back in here. For we you didn't go speak on a boat in Baltimore. Just saying. Yeah, no, that that was all you. I had to follow drunk you yeah. sneaking on that boat. Remember this, people. As I'm feverishly looking around, like, all right, no security cameras. No one's <laughs> going to see this. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> one day we're going to get our summons for this. <laughs> anyway, that is going to do it for our episode tonight. If you have any other movie couples that you think we left off of our list, reach out to us on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. Let us know who they were. You can reach out to Lauren on facebook just search lauren vizzini you'll find her on there uh-huh. you'll find super movie brothers on there jay runs it over there that's super movie bros podcast on facebook we are of course part of a network we are a part of the pod fix network both super movie bros and so i married a movie geek are on that so make sure you head over to podfixnetwork.com and you can check out ourselves and So I Married a Movie Geek there. We also have a sponsor. Our sponsor is Blowfish. So make sure you head over to fourhangovers.com. Use the promo code SMBFISH. Get 15% off of your order for this miracle hangover cure. And our Trailer Park intro music was made by Thomas Iannucci. You can find all of his music on Spotify and on iTunes. So make sure you give him a listen. Check it out if you enjoy it. Make sure you download a song or two. Every little bit of money that you give to him makes what he did for us worth it (laughs) (laughs) and then i will be guesting on a podcast this week you can check me out on the brook reading podcast where me and melissa are going to sit down and we are going to discuss world war z which is a novel that i've loved for years just reread and then i of course like i do with all my friends and things that i love made her enjoy it as well (laughs) Or forced it on her. I really forced it on her. Whatever it was. But anyway, I'm going to be guesting on there, and I'm very excited for that, because I love that book, and there's so many things to digest there. So make sure you check out Brook Reading Podcast for World War Z, because I will be guesting on there. And then, of course, I do have another podcast. It is a Star Wars podcast. Obviously, Han and Leia being my number one. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. You can check me out over on Good Morning Mose Isley. That is on every podcatcher that you find. But if you listen to us on Anchor FM, uh, that gives us a little bit of a kickback. But you can also find us on iTunes and any other podcatcher. I want to thank all of you guys for listening tonight. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.